story in the in Kings about when the ark was taken and taken away, and the enemy is returning it. And in that story, when David sees the ark, which is the covenant of God, coming in, does anybody know he does two things? Does anybody know what he does? He takes his clothes off and he dances. We're just going to ask you to do one today. It's the dance. Let me be clear on this here. Are you excited about being here in the presence of God? Amen. Are we ready to dance? Are we free to live? Because He is ours and we are His. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, let us be excited. Let us dance today. Let our souls be on fire for you, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you this, to open our hearts to receive your word. chapter 21, starting at verse 5, all the way down to verse 19. Now we're starting to get into my area of the Bible I really enjoy. This is kind of the end times where, I, I really don't like the word end times because there is no end time with God. It's what's next. I've done revivals on this and it's what's next. What's next in the, in the lineup with God. And we're starting to get into that. And here's a unique thing about this. As, we, as you turn your Bibles, it may be on the screen, it may not be. Uh, I have no control over that part. Throughout the whole Bible, Jesus says, live by faith. Live by faith. I am your lampstand. I am the one that uh, guides your light. You don't need to know the next step. Live by faith. Live by faith. That's chapter 21, starting at verse 5 in just a minute. Live by faith. Live by faith on that there. Then all of a sudden, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all have recorded this. You see, Jesus gives specific details. All of a sudden, specific details. And it's for a certain generation, and that generation is possibly... Our generation. In Daniel, God reveals the end to Daniel, but he tells Daniel to seal it up. It's not for this time, it's for times in the future. And then we believe uh, Revelation by the Apostle John is that going there. This passage right here is a wide brush of the next steps for God. The next step, what's coming next? I think it's my title of the sermon. It gets into more detail in the next couple of verses and chapters in the Bible. And of course, Revelation is spelled out. Uh, it's spelled out real quick. Wednesday, uh, there possibly is chili Wednesday for dinner. Uh, uh, some of the parents have asked to come. I'm doing a timeline. My best guess of the timeline in that first 
Sunday school room in the new fellowship hall. So uh, on, on a lot of stuff. This is an area of interest to me, and I do a lot of studying with it. Uh, so let's, have, let's read the scripture and move on. Uh, chapter 21, Luke 21, verse 5. Then as some spoke, as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beauty, with beautiful stones and donations. He said, these things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be lifted upon another, and that shall not be thrown down. So they asked Jesus, saying, Teacher, but when will these things be? And what the signs will there be when these things are about to take place? And Jesus says to them, Take heed that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time has drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. But when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first. But the end will not be immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places, and famines and pestilence, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you, they will persecute you, they will deliver you up to the synagogues and prisons, you will be brought before kings, rulers, for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which, you, which your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. And they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated for my name's sake. But not a hair on your head shall be lost, by your patience possess possesses your soul. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise Here we go along, and, and I'm going to kind of put this more into a nutshell. Why would Jesus give us, he says, in the end, these are the things that are going to take place. How many people, uh, when, there's, when there's something going along, let me bring up my lawyers for you. I don't know why I'm on that kick today. We've got to go to court. I hate going to court. I mean, I, I don't know anybody really likes to go to court, whether it's good or bad. I hate to go to court. Uh, because you don't know what the outcome is. Of course, your lawyer there is trying to reassure you in, in a couple different things what's going to go on. Uh, surgery. Major surgery. Do we not like to know? I mean, we just wish the surgery would be over with, we'd be in the healing room, or our loved one would be in the healing room. We are uneasy when we do not know what is next. Too many people in the Christian community have buried their hand in their head in the sand and said, Well, whatever God has next is what he has next, I'm just gonna live. And some of that's good. But we're going to get to a point where that's a little bit different. And, and so another thing to remember about the stuff that's written here, America is not God's timepiece. America is a country designed and under the Christian nation, 
Follow Jonathan Kahn on that. He does a lot of good things over there. But what you really need to watch for in the news, uh, Billy Graham would tell you this all the time when Billy Graham was going along. He says, have the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other and watch prophecy be fulfilled. People, it is being fulfilled so fast today that we cannot keep up with it. Our news media is not telling the whole story of going on. What you really need to do is you really want to know what's going on, search the internet, one of the better places. A lot of other countries, they got their newspapers online too. Israel in the Middle East is the timepiece. Not that these things don't affect us, not that these things aren't part here too, but watch that, watch that too. And so there's three things we're going to watch for. Three things we're going to watch for. Number one is false prophets. They come to my name saying, comes to my name saying I am he. Uh, two things to watch for on that one. Two things real quick is, there is people, we've seen it in the news, we've seen it in the time, and it shows up from time to time, somebody says that they're the Messiah. That the Holy Spirit is on them, they're the Messiah. Let me promise you, they are not. Let me just promise you that we will know when the Messiah comes. But let me give a warning this. In 2 Corinthians, it says that the devil, the devil who's a real being, can come as a shining light and will deceive men. There is only one way, only one way to stop the deception of the devil and his and the Antichrist when he comes. Is if you have this word of God memorized and implanted in your heart. It needs to not only be in your head, but it needs to be in your heart too. That's the only way to, to overcome this because great things. The devil's going to bring great things. Uh, number two, I'm going to change this just a little bit because I hear it and I have said it before, but I am careful now. How many times you see on TV, the TV preachers, uh, or preachers in other church, I come in the name of Jesus. Be warned. Know your Bible before when that guy comes. I come with the power of the Holy Spirit. I have studied the scriptures. But for you to know whether I'm speaking the truth or not, you need to know the scriptures. That's just it. Because you know what sometimes we do? We're human. We make mistakes or I have an agenda sometimes that I don't realize. All preachers do. And sometimes we preach our agenda and not the scripture. It just sounds good. It was enthusiasm. It sounds really good. So just know, the scriptures are the truth. Everybody else is a human being. Just know that up front. So, okay. The false prophets. Political chaos. Man, what is political chaos ever going to happen? <laughs> I'm just waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> turn on CNN. Turn on Fox News. But again... But I really want to caution you, we just kind of looking at our country and the craziness going on in our country. Be careful with that because I believe, and this is a whole other sermon, America is under judgment. If you are not praying for America, uh, and I don't want to get politics involved here because I pray for the president. But you know what? I prayed for the last president too because why? Scripture tells me to. Pray for the president, not because he's a Republican or he's a Democrat or she, if we had a female president. Pray for the president because God commanded it. And so there we go along there. So political chaos. But again, let's turn off America. What's going on in the Middle East? Israel is there. They cannot form a government because of their, their system there. It's a different thing. I, I quite understand it. 
the end times tells us that the countries around Israel will come against them, which Iran has said. Hamas, Hamas this week has, Hamas this week has fired over 500 missiles that landed in Israel. And do you know what most of, uh, half of Congress, you figure out the half that is, what they did? They sent a letter of support to Hamas. Tell me we are not in political chaos. The world is in political chaos. In fact, we are in a time when we are just hoping for a savior. And this is a dangerous time, people, because somebody's going to show up on scene and say, man, I got the answers to the world. Something's going to go on. And they're going to sign off and bring peace into the world. That is going to be the Antichrist, people. And we will be so ready just to have peace, to stop the murders in our streets, to stop the wars, to bring our troops home. We'll be so ready for peace that we will buy into anything. So political chaos is the, is the other thing to keep an eye on. Natural disasters is the last one. We go along, if you were to read just a little bit further down the road there in this chapter, says there'll be earthquakes in various places. Earthquakes stick earthquake and volcanoes together because they're related together. The tectonic plates shifting. If you get on the America, or on it's actually America, it's a worldwide thing, the geographic uh, website. If I knew how to play the PowerPoint thing more, I'd have this up on the screen. Uh, since about 2000, every year the earthquakes that happen that are above. They don't even measure earthquakes anymore that are under two and are almost getting where they don't measure earthquakes that are under four. Because there's so many earthquakes in America, or not America, but in the world today that are over two. The chart goes along, and they had a couple big earthquakes, big earthquakes over the, over the decade, and all of a sudden they start about 2000 and the list just keeps going up. Meteors. The Bible says there'll be meteors coming. Does it not seem like we have more meteor showers today than we did before? Uh, natural disaster storms. Watch your news now. And again, you got to get out of South Georgia news. You got to watch news around the world. How many times do they use this as a mega or a, a apocalyptic or a biblical storm? You know, we, we have hurricanes now that are greater than Hurricane Five. We have these winter storms that now have names because they're same as hurricanes now. Uh, going along, and that's not just in our country. We're just focused on our country. Overseas, they've seen snow in places they've never seen before. You know, until recently, tornadoes were pretty much a phenomenon of America, just the way America is. But tornadoes are starting to happen overseas now, too, in England and other places of the world. The world is changing. And God says, watch, look out. Watch, I am calling upon you. Why is Kairos ministry so important? Why is the shoebox important? Why is outreach important? Because God has called us to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. There is people that are dying and going to hell because we have refused to get up and go out. And share the love of Jesus Christ. That's why God gives us this warning. But it's here, people. The time is near. The time is near. Are you doing all that you need to do to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Let me bring up, I'm going to just jump forward real quick. My next page of note. Make sure I didn't miss nothing. Uh, oh, we are living, let me bring this up. Since Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, we're living in the times of Joel chapter 2. 
The prophecy of Joel chapter 2 is that in the last days, we've been living in this for 2,000 years, and the time gets more intense in the days that I will pour out my spirit upon all the people. Before God didn't pour his spirit upon all the people. And today, all the people of the Spirit is poured upon all, all the Christian people. And, and they will see visions, they will see these things, and they will, they will prophesy in my name. That is today, people. We are living in that time. We are living in that time. Go along. And look, jump to our country real quick. We had a president not too long ago. We have a chunk of Congress, which again, I'm trying to keep politics kind of out of this, that says we are no longer a Christian nation, even though this country was founded upon Christianity. Dangerous words by our leaders, because you can say, well, that, you know, that's not my president. God doesn't see it that way, people. The leader of the country speaks for the country, even to God. And, and so we just need to know that when it comes to America and the judgment of America, but let me jump to chapter, verse 34, chapter 21, verse 34, because we're running close to time. Uh, I could probably preach to you about a week on this one chapter, or four or five Sundays, and we may come back to this in the summer. Uh, once we get out of all the Christmas season stuff, we may come back to this. You know, the first Sunday in Advent is almost the same thing. It's Matthew chapter 24. So moving on. Uh, verse 34, but take heed to yourselves. This is a warning for you. And for me, this is a warning for the church. If you can have ears to hear, hear. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down in carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. Do not let CNN and Fox News depress you. We don't even watch it anymore. I, the news comes on, I just kind of click it off. I got things I read, I, I read different news articles online, but I'm done with that. Because all it is is depressing news. God is still God. God is still shaking the earth. People are still coming to Christ. People are still being saved. We're still in the day of grace. Find the things that are good and be doing them. So moving on here. Uh, let me, I, I, I changed my thing. The day is coming on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Not just the Middle East, but us too. Watch. Watch, which this word really means to be ready. Therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Let me just ask this today, and I know most of the people here, and I believe I know the answer. But you can fool a lot of people, but you cannot fool God. Is your heart right today with Jesus? These things will come unexpectedly. Are you more worried about finances and the troubles of the world? Or are you more worried about your relationship with Jesus? It's a question, people. And only you and God knows the answer. But I ask you, don't leave the sanctuary until this protection. We have prayed over the sanctuary for the protection of God. Do not leave the protection of God without knowing that. And that day, and in the daytime, he was teaching in the temple. But night, he went out and stayed on the mountain, called Olive. That early in the morning, all the people came to him in the temple to hear him. Are we coming to church, a God-fearing, Bible-believing church that believes that Jesus is coming again? That's what we got here. 
to hear the Word of God in corporate, because God will speak to us together through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. It's time for the music team to go by. Uh, dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, let us examine us first, Lord. Let us examine each and every one of us here today. Let us make peace today in our hearts that if you were to come back today, or if you was to bring a major calamity on earth today, bring a war, earthquakes, a storm, and we're affected by it, Lord, that we'll be at peace knowing that our soul rests with you. Don't let us leave here today, Lord. Don't let us leave this protection until we know this for sure. Amen. Please stand and join us in our closing song.
announcement again. Uh, when you leave here, do not go out that door. The devil's out there. Uh, go out this door, go all the way down to the hall, make a right, and go into the fellowship hall and meet uh, Shayla and Lee and, and give to them and, and just be a blessing to them. First time we're visitors, I know some people are first time, I know we got a couple visitors in the church. I want to personally invite you to go over there and be one, we got a lot of food, we got to get rid of. Uh, number two, I want you to see how we love on people here at Lake Park. Uh, and, and so they're doing a great job over there, so go over there real quick, just say hi, eat some food, and, and move on. Uh, and just pray for them, continue being prayers for them. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, as we have come to the end of the service, the day begins with worship. That when we leave here, we, we go meet uh, Shayla Lee, and we go to Sunday school, and we go to wherever else that we are headed, Lord, that we be in worship with you. Worship is more than just Sunday morning to church. Worship is an attitude and a way of life. That, Lord, that when they see us out and about, they will see us in a worship mode, and they'll ask why. And we can say, because... My hope is in Jesus. And Lord, we ask you to seal us with the Holy Spirit. We ask you to move us with the Holy Spirit. And then we come back together again to have a testimony how you have transformed ours and others' lives. And Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with great excitement, the whole church said, Amen. All right. Where are we all going? Even visitors? That way. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks for coming. I didn't ever tell you, but uh, I've been listening to you a long time on the podcast. Somebody told me that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how? We want to have breakfast in the morning? What? What? Our breakfast. Oh, yeah, we can meet together. I forgot about that. You're going to have it in the morning? Yeah. I have to go get some eggs today, but we will. Uh-huh.